Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dream Cloud's mattress technology blends support and comfort to make you feel like you're sleeping on a cloud. Every Dream Cloud comes with $599 in accessories plus $200 off with our Labor Day sale. Go to dreamcloudsleep.com today. Hello again, friends, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Andrew Olson from InsideTheGators.com. Andrew is going to give us the Florida perspective today as we get ready for a noon kickoff Saturday at Williams-Brice SEC finale for both teams. What an incredible couple of weeks it's been for Florida. Andy, first of all, we appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good, good. Happy to join you all. Yeah, we appreciate your time. Tell us about the last couple of weeks around the Florida Gator football program. You know, for folks who may not be familiar with the situation, in a nutshell, describe to us what led to Jim McElwain's firing and the naming of Randy Shannon as the interim head coach. Right. Yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind couple of weeks down here. Um, Monday of Georgia week, which was, you know, a couple of weeks ago, McElwain, during his press conference, he made a reference to players and families, like coaches and players' families, receiving death threats. And it kind of caught everybody off guard. This was, you know, he was responding to a pretty innocuous question about just the team overcoming multiple challenges, like, you know, suspensions and Hurricane Irma and injuries and all these other things. And he mentions, dealing with death threats, which, like I said, caught everybody off guard. Um, it seems to be that, that after he mentioned it in the press conference, the athletic department met with him, and he didn't offer any details to them. And it set in motion a process where they started looking at the at the contract buyout. Uh, athletic director Scott Strickland told us when he... Uh, dismiss McElwain and it was about more than wins and losses. So at at the time of the firing, Florida was three and four. I think a lot of people feel that with a with a better record on the field, McElwain probably could have overcome this. But just the combination of things, uh, you know, mentioning the death threats and then not being able to back it up, uh, the poor performance on the field, and just other tensions behind the scenes probably led to his dismissal and yeah florida went with uh defensive coordinator randy shannon as the interim coach he had been on McElwain's staff uh from the start since 2015 as linebackers coach and then defensive coordinator he has um prior head coaching experience at uh, miami from 2007 to 2010 um, Shannon, you know, impressed the media. He said the right things the first week. He made a bunch of changes kind of to the routine, like at practice. He kind of uh, shook things up a bit. He made a few changes to the staff. He said the guys were responding well. He said there was good energy at practice. And then last week at Missouri, it's that 
the players didn't really back him up. They came out, they looked like they were sleepwalking. They looked like they had no interest in being there. And Missouri really cruised to an easy 45 to 16 victory. That's Florida's fourth loss in a row. The Gators are now three and five and really desperate for, for a win to snap the losing skid and to try to build the case for bowl eligibility, something we didn't expect to be talking about in November. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you next. Andrew, what's left for Florida this year? And, you know, I can only imagine what this has been like for the players on the team. A coach getting fired yeah. midseason, and is there any buy-in left among the Florida players, or had they just packed it in? They sure looked like they packed it in, you know, against Missouri. Um, after the game, a uh, sophomore linebacker, David Reese, he kind of called everybody out. He said, you know, I I wish I could, you know, quote him better, but he said, you know, that the players weren't playing for each other and that's really not what, you know, being a Gator is about. That's not what playing for the University of Florida is about. And his teammates and and Shannon have, have said, you know, it's, it's good that somebody stepped up. It's good that somebody said that and showed a little bit of leadership. We'll kind of see how they respond this week after getting called out. I think, I think everybody still wants to go to a bowl and um, playing playing FSU at the end of the year, snapping that uh, three game three year losing streak would be would be a high point to end off of. You know, it's, uh, Florida Florida State's a lot like you know y'all's rivalry with with Clemson. So you know, any time any year you can beat Florida State, you're going to end on a high note. Yeah. So that's still something to play for. There's a feeling around Columbia that Florida is going to get it back together this week, and they're going to show some pride this weekend. It's the last SEC game of the year. They they do still have bowl hopes, as you mentioned. But mm-hmm. in the big scheme of things, Andrew, how important is a middle to low tier bowl against a you know an opponent that fans may not be too concerned about or excited about? In the grand scheme of things, how important is that to recruiting, and how is this coaching change going to affect recruiting moving forward? I mean, it just seems like Florida's in a state of limbo right now. Yeah, you know, the, I, players want to go to a bowl, and I think fans prefer a bowl to no bowl. But it's, you know, it's obviously it's not going to be a big deal. It's not like the, you know, years past of even going to some like the Outback Bowl or the Citrus Bowl. Those things. You know, but are are both off the table. I'd say you know you're looking at the bowl that's probably going to be well before New Year's and you know maybe closer to Christmas this year. Um, for young players, you know, uh, just those extra bowl practices can be big. You know, you really see true freshmen and redshirt freshmen kind of take a step in terms of development, and that will be on. Shannon, obviously, to get them to buy into the importance of those practices. You know, it's almost like a, almost like a second spring period in a way. From a recruiting standpoint, how important is it to be oh, yeah. in the oh, bowl game? Yeah. And I saw they had their first decommit yeah. this week. Right. Yeah, that was yeah losing Jamar Chase. That was a big, big decommit. I you know I, I go back and forth. I'm sure the staff will brag you know about going to a bowl game if they do. I think the most important thing as far as recruiting and keeping the um, 2018 class together will be, you know, who's coming in with the new staff. 
think that's the, the biggest worry. Talking Florida football here, getting the Gator perspective heading into the South Carolina-Florida game that's set for a 12:09 kickoff Saturday at Williams-Brice. It'll be the last SEC game of the season for both teams. South Carolina 6-3 and three and 4-3 and three in SEC play. And Florida's 3-5 and five and 3-4, and four, like Andrew told you. So, Andrew, lost in the shuffle, I think, this week is the fact that we're playing for a spot in the SEC East standings. Uh, the bottom mm-hmm. line is that uh, the winner of this game will, you know, be ahead of the other one in the standings, and that's got to count for something. It certainly does in my mind. Right, right. And, you know, I think Florida's just desperate <laughs> to get a conference win again. You know, it's been since September 30th, and I think, you know, you've, you want to end the season on a high note. You want to end conference play on a high note. You know, something to kind of hang their hat on. You know, this this four game losing skid with a with a bye week thrown in there. It's just it's been pretty miserable down here. All right, so talk about some of the changes that Randy Shannon made. You know, he he moved uh, Malik Zaire to starting quarterback and right. the transfer from Notre Dame. Obviously, Florida didn't play well against Missouri, like you said, but Zaire apparently gives Florida at least a little bit of hope moving forward. I think so. He replaced Felipe Franks, a redshirt freshman, and Franks was really having trouble in a lot of areas. He really lacked pocket presence. He was having trouble making reads and going through his progressions. It really seemed like his development had stalled. You know, early in the year you could see some week to week improvement. But during that O for October, it really looked like the same the same issues were popping up every week. Zaire obviously, you know, last week shows he's not he's not a miracle worker. You know, he wasn't he didn't solve all the problems, but he does see this he seems to see the field a little bit better. Uh, he gives you some mobility and the ability to extend plays when facing a pass rush. And, you know, last week's big issue was the red zone. You know, he, he got, he got in scoring position a couple times and Florida just couldn't, couldn't punch it in, get a touchdown. And this was while Missouri was scoring with ease. So before you knew it, Florida was down, you know, 28 to six at the break and, I don't think anybody expected a second half comeback at that point. Okay. Thinking about the Will Muschamp time at Florida, Andrew, and the Muschamp era at Florida seemed to end in disappointment, obviously, but right. it kind of pales yeah. in comparison to the way things unraveled with Jim McElwain. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, the, the <laughs> McElwain, that was a real swift departure. Everything, everything happened really fast. I think, you know, it caught. It caught fans off guard, and, and I think it caught players off guard. You know, we, we entered this this season talking about you know how Florida was two time defending SEC East champs, and McElwain was you know talking about taking the next step. And this was supposed to be the year that the offense got better under players that he recruited. Much champ, you know, always in that last year. 2014, he kind of felt like dead man walking because he had the the four and eight season in 2013. But Florida didn't fire him, and then it was it was losses to Missouri and of all teams, South Carolina that ended up kind of costing him his his job that that last that overtime loss, you know, here in the swamp 2014 where. 
uh, where Spurrier beat Muschamp. That was that was the end of the road. He was fired the next day. But that really that felt like the end of kind of a long struggle. McElwain, this all kind of happened very quickly. So Florida still got a handful of players on the roster that were recruited by Muschamp and. You know, mm-hmm. Muschamp has kind of downplayed the significance of this game to him personally, but you have to believe that this is one that he'd very much like to win. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I have no doubt that he has. Yeah, I know he's been diplomatic publicly, but I, I have no doubt that he has this game circled. He wants nothing more than to beat Florida. You know, I, I think back to when he finally got his, uh, his win over Georgia here, how he used, you know, a, a trick play where the field goal holder you know, ran it in for a touchdown. I, I'm expecting some trick plays. I must champ on Saturday. We're talking with Andrew Olson from InsideTheGators.com. Andrew's bringing us the Florida perspective as we look ahead to Saturday's matchup between South Carolina and Florida that will be at Williams-Brice. 12.09 kick Saturday on CBS. Andrew, it seems like just a pride game strictly for Florida at this point. I, I know there's still bowl mm-hmm. hopes, but it feels like uh, they're going to be playing for the name on the front of the jersey on Saturday, and you know to right. show the future staff what what kind of ability and and desire that the players themselves uh, that'll be coming back next year have. Yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent with you there. It's especially after a really poor effort against Missouri, where they look you know just completely checked out. They've been challenged by teammates and by coaches to to show some pride this week for sure. Andrew, where does Florida go in terms of looking for a new head coach moving into 2018? Any idea at this point? Um, this will be interesting because this will be the first, you know, football head coach search under athletic director Scott Strickland. And it's actually you know, he was athletic director at Ole Miss, but he, his time there, he didn't have to search for a head football coach. So we really don't know exactly what he's looking for. Um, the fan base uh, overwhelmingly wants him to hire UCF's coach Scott Frost. You know, he he turned around a program Owen that was Owen twelve when he arrived, and now they're they're ranked and they're unbeaten and doing really well. So people want him to just you know come a couple hours up the road. Um, Strickland is dealing with some unique circumstances in that you have two very proven coaches who are coaching right now. You know, you, uh, you have to think he's, he's at least given Chip Kelly and Bob Stoops a call. Or, you know, he might go back to his coach at Mississippi State. He might, he might give Dan Mullen a call. So Yeah, a lot of speculation that Dan Mullen could be packing his bags and moving on. Uh, he was mentioned as a possible candidate for the Tennessee job, uh, you know, a month ago. Right. And now I think mm-hmm. a lot of folks feel like that would be a natural place to look maybe for Florida, but it's all speculation yeah. at this point. Right. He has, you know, prior ties here and and a prior connection to Strickland. Hmm. We don't know for sure what their working relationship was like. We've you know, there's been a little bit of chatter that maybe they butted heads, but you know, if 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 they both feel like they could do well here, you have to think they could put their differences aside. Well, for a game that has no SEC East title hope implications, this certainly is an interesting matchup to me when you consider the fact that Muschamp coached at Florida and you factor in what's going on at Florida here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, it feels like there really is a lot to talk about, and this is an important game for both teams, no matter how you 
how you slice it, Andrew. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember back, you know, way back in summer, it seemed like the expectation for South Carolina, you know, was set around you know five or six wins, and here they've they're already at six and three, and Muschamp's obviously building a lot of momentum there. Florida's you know desperate to get off this four-game losing streak, win for the first time since September, and try to build a case for some bowl eligibility, you know, continue developing some of the younger players and give the next staff a little bit of momentum to build off of, maybe. Final question, Andrew. It's absolutely shocking how Florida won two consecutive SEC East championships under McIlwain. Now they've got the longest losing streak in the SEC and off to their worst start since 1979. How does how does the the Florida fan base feel about all this? I think there's just a, a lot of, of shock. Uh, obviously, it's you know it's they've always known though that the defense carried those two SEC champion SEC East championships. Important distinction there. Um, and a lot of that defensive talent is in the NFL now. And a lot of those were, a lot of those players were recruited by Will Muschamp and coached by him. So, oh, the, the expectation this year was that the offense would finally get better under under McElwain, a coach with an offensive background, and it just didn't. And without the defense there to, to carry the team, this. This is the result of it. When Florida's defense doesn't do the heavy lifting, the Hmm. offense hadn't been there to pick up the slack. It'll be real interesting to see where Florida goes in its search for a new head coach and how uh, the departure of McIlwain affects recruiting and the commits that they've already got for 2018. So we'll monitor this as we move forward. Andrew, thanks very much for your time. And thanks for being with Thank us you. on Gamecock Central Radio. Thank you. All right, that's Andrew Olson with InsideTheGators.com, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and that's the Florida Perspective today on Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So, yeah, I used the savings from switching to Progressive 50 years ago to finally buy my dream car. It's a self-driving flying car, but we just say self-flying now. You know, because it's the future, and cars fly in the future. So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere where and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus